Hey MSs and welcome to the Sick and Sickening podcast, Sexability Series, MS and Sex Part 2. Um, it sometimes starts with you and it's, you know, it's hard to gauge or understand how you're feeling. So the first step for love, I feel, is the self-love that I, you know, give myself and that starts with learning to learning and listening to what my body wants and what it's trying to say to me Mm -hmm. in the scenario and then basically taking that information and translating that to a partner whether they're someone you're with long time for the moment someone that you're if you're hiring a sex worker because depending on your disability, where you are in your life, where you're in a relationship, that might be the case for you. And that's absolutely fine. But you want to go into those scenarios knowing kind of what, where your pleasure zones are and where your body is. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's really paying attention to what is happening in the moment and happening to your body and happening in a situation with the partner, you know, or partners, whatever, whatever you choose. (laughs) It just, it really boils down to communication because if you're not talking, how will you know? What's the whole point of even being in the bedroom, you know, or the kitchen or wherever, wherever you choose to be. (laughs) Why are you sharing your body with someone that you cannot communicate with? That's the creative thing for me when I have conversations with people and they, well, I don't have to talk them. Well, maybe take a step back and reevaluate because if you feel like you're not speaking or you can't communicate with someone, to me, that's a red flag for me because I need to be able to tell you what serves me. I mean, that's not the case for every human being because like I always say on my podcast, we're all different. We come from different scenarios and we need different things. So always assess the situation based on what your needs are. But for me, not being able to feel like I can really honestly express my sexual desires to a partner, someone that I'm either having sex with a day or for years, or even with myself to really understand without shame what pleases me or gets me off mm-hmm. is not is not good it's a red flag for me I need but you to... know oh I'm sorry not to cut you off I think because this topic has been so taboo for people who have a chronic illness or disability and that it contributes that contributes to why we don't speak up or why we may not speak up because it's rare that I've come across in 22 years, somebody that's like, woohoo, let's, you know, I'm going to show my breasts and show this and show that. And I'm just a I sexual being. Not, but-, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love and appreciate that because you're a beautiful woman and you are desirable. You know, just because you have MS doesn't mean that you're not desirable. And, you know, because you walk with a cane, it's like, hey, we can do something creative with that. Let's think about it. You know, I don't know, but I have some ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a taboo topic, you know, almost like, you know, you all stay over there. Don't, don't talk about what's happening. And because it's not the norm, it's not traditional. And we can't be sexualized. They desexualize us instantly. Yes. Disability yes. can't be sexy. And I will tell you, I've met some very beautiful, 
sexy incredible disabled people that to be honest like you should be lucky to be in presence of but they don't want to show you that they like I said to a friend the other day I googled disabled porn on two disabled um, porn websites and I was like sorry what I was like a it's always male-led so it's always like a non-disabled woman serving a disabled man but they never it always feels like a service and that's not an issue because sexual services I'm always a champion for them sex work is real work and I think sex workers are amazing and if I have to hire them in my life I will absolutely do that I have no qualms with that but you're not making it sexy you're not making these you're not making these visuals sexy Mm -hmm. so that someone watching it's like oh this is arousing you've kind of made it seem kind of clinical Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like that is wild like how I could do anything else on the porn website and I'd get this like really intense eroticism but as soon as you put the word disabled in it's either intensely fetishized stuff or it's desexualized situations and that's not reality at no. all no not at all that's such a good point it does it would even I would say even regular heterosexual porn is male dominated and, and uh, service. It's the man yeah. being service, you know, um, and the woman being submissive because I can only imagine a disability porn, they place the disabled person in a submissive role instead of a dominant role. When in fact, quite, quite often we are the dominant one. <laughs> Well, we're the ones it. that are like almost demanding certain things and right. it is something that sometimes you can feel kind of like let's say it's shame but you can be like oh like is that too much to have a disability and then also say I want a b c this is how I expect you please this is what I need this is what I want you can sometimes feel like a bit like you're putting too much onto someone right I've had to learn in my journey that you know what you have to do that you can't be like, well, I'm disabled. Am I too much of a burden as it is? Maybe I'm asking too much, but you deserve to be pleased too. And it's not too much. Right, right. You know what I mean? You're worthy yeah. of being pleased and you're worthy of being sexy. And, you know, life can be pleasurable, but you have to like, I've had to stop my internal ableism. Mm. Yes. I definitely battle with that I can't even say that I've overcome because it's still it's still there you know I still work with it and at least I'm acknowledging you know um my internal ableism um but yeah yeah it's a day-to-day it's day-to-day Roxanne (laughs) absolutely I have like intense body dysmorphia and I think having MS has made that worse because not only do you have like a view of your own body and sometimes I think, I don't know if it's an MS thing with where the lesions are in my brain or whether that's just like a, my own mental health can make me see things that are not necessarily real with my body and makes me yes. view it in a negative sense. And um, MS has intensified that because now I have this body that I felt like at a point, not anymore where it felt that like I love my body now, but I did feel like it portrayed me and it wasn't really serving me or providing anything for me and it was causing me so much pain and emotion and then topped that off with just general body dysmorphia it is 
like you said, a day-to-day thing where like, today do I even feel sexy? Right. You know, and that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it's a battle in itself to just, mm-hmm. you know, accept my own current form in a mirror to then give that form to someone else to then, you know, embrace right. or feel pleasure from. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's intense. I like that word battle. That's, that's how I feel. It, it, that's exactly how I feel. And I, I get embarrassed sometimes and, um, yeah, you know, and withdrawn and, and then I realize, well, you're depriving yourself, you know, um, because we, we only have this one life and I'm still young and have so much I'm like at my sexual prime is what they say, you know, this is like Absolutely. To be great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to enjoy it while I can, you know, while, while I can at least, you know, wiggle my body. I'm going to try to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had some amazing conversations though, which I love the conversation with you always talking about like, you know, sex and just like, you know, the fear of just like peeing ourselves while having sex. Oh. That was like the funniest conversation you've had. And it's so true though, because like you are so aroused and you're like wet and you're pleased and you're like, hold on, am I coming or am I peeing? What's right. happening here? And for MS, it's even worse, right? Because right. like now your sensation's slightly off anyway. So it's either right. too intense or not intense. And you're like, kind of like, and you have to like override your like monkey brain and your monkey right. chat that's going to, God, I think I just peed on this person and be like, you know what? doesn't matter. Because like I said to you, people would pay us for that. But you let, yeah, we're in a moment of pleasure and we're questioning like, <laughs> and that's like, <laughs> It was the best conversation. I feel like that conversation is always like in the back of my head. I'm like, you know what? Here's the matter. You know, it happened to me and a few times. And luckily I had someone who completely understood. Um, but it's so embarrassing because you like, you're like, oh, gotta go, gotta go. And you see this trail like leading from the bed to the bathroom. <laughs> like, oh God. Oh my god! Yeah, and the yeah. magic is: did you go away and come back and then finish? Because that's like the magic. It's like I'm just going to be back in a minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, did I ruin the moment? But then that's where communication comes in. You know, that's where understanding and compassion comes in. It's like, okay, can we just keep going, or is this, is it a deal breaker? You know, um, and so I, I guess my advice to people, you know, would just be again communicate and be comfortable the more comfortable you are with yourself the more comfortable your partner will be I think you know they know Um, what to do now like I think on from their side of thing they're probably thinking well what do I do like what's this part especially if they've not not been with this person a long time a little bit of help is a long way because they also want to probably please you if you're with the right kind of person and maybe they don't know what it is and maybe it saves a lot of time of like oh well and you know sex can be pleasurable but it can be painful so maybe just let them know especially with a disability or illness you know say what you need whether you need them to move like you know 90 degrees this way so that the entry point is better or whether you need them to hold your head up a little bit you know embrace your body differently right because really 
don't have sex with someone like sex is hilarious isn't it at points like it can be so stupid that you end up in fits of laughter and that's the kind of sexual relationship I like because then doing weird things especially with MS like I've you know you have an orgasm like you've had electric shock and passed yes. out almost <laughs> yeah and oh yeah making those weird faces you want to feel comfortable with the person you're doing with that with so I feel like we have to have those weird conversations like you know I need you to hold me here or someone like embraces me or like right. maybe I need some ice on the nipples today because I'm too hot and MS has got me over baked like right know those things and right a few people have asked me about MS and sex and I've gone like write a diary like if you because my memory is terrible yeah write down what pleases you what did you like what didn't you like I know it sounds can sound a bit but sometimes you do have to analyze a few sexual interactions so that you can really write down and put down on paper what really got you to where you needed to go what you liked more and no, depending on what your MS is saying or what your disability is saying or what your illness is saying, because right. you know, everyone has MS. Um, so it's like you can, you know, use that to not forget how to get pleased or please yourself. I love that. Write it down because then you can ref- you can go back and refer to whatever it is that was pleasing or not pleasing. And if there is an issue, you can go to your doctor and say, hey, I lost sensation here. My clitoris is not, you know, waking up enough. What yeah. do we do? You know, it, it's helpful. It's, 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 it's beneficial to you in the long run and in those yes. intimate moments. And I've done some like sex and MS recently, like some like um, groups speaking about MS and sex and how people's sex life had changed with MS. And there's a lot of things they actually are cultivating to help people with disabilities and illnesses. And that's like anything from just therapy with just dealing with like a new diagnosis and, you know, relearning how to love your body. And that can be many things. Like I can't wait to speak to Kiana in a few weeks because we're going to speak about the movement of the body and you know Kian's yeah. an amazing photographer that shoots people in the most beautiful settings embracing right. their beauty and their bodies yeah. and also likes to you know create movement and dance and right. that in itself is a good way of exploring yourself and your sexuality and then there's pills and then there's sexual aids like right. you know the magic wand the notorious magic wand and loads of dildos and there's sex machines and right. there's sex workers and there's sensual rituals like we're both in spirituality that can just be simply like smells in the room hot stone massages they're all pleasurable sensuality starts right here even though we have so much going on you have to like think i am Almost, you know, there are some days where I'm like, I'm just going to live in this moment all day long. Like, I'm just going to portray this sensual, sexual, desirable person. Like, even if I'm just driving in the car, it's like, I'm telling myself constantly, yes, you are, you're the bomb. You're, you are are fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. You are. (laughs) It's like a constant reminder, but I can't, I can't say that it, it happens quickly this has been 20 plus you know over over 10 years I would say it took a long time to get here a long time I just I I stopped the battle I don't want to fight anymore 
yes. and want to battle and it's like okay what's more important so I think that's where I am now I'm not afraid I'm not afraid to talk about it nope yeah it yeah. takes a moment but you go through so many things and you kind of realize that like like why I don't want to live like that like I want to live in gratitude in love in a pleasurable zone yeah. because I must did take a lot from me so that's how I fight back yes yes you know? and it takes all the time you know it takes I love that that's how you fight back yes it takes all the time so you're not going to take this from me because I enjoy it and I enjoy baby making music and and saw <laughs> and and lights and candles and yes you're not candles, lights smell music <laughs> massage oil toys wedges to lift me up a couple of bondage straps if they need help <laughs> yes. all yeah. of it you know all of it words words while having sex words before having sex tell me I'm pretty all day it's great it's gonna be better in the end isn't it like oh yeah you know oh, yeah. and like for those you don't know obviously we're gonna get you back to speak more about love languages because we've had such a great conversation and I haven't even put it in there but for the people that are probably wondering what love languages are they are words of affirmation quality time with a personal partner physical touch acts of service and receiving gifts me and dawn in the past actually done the quiz which we'll probably do again before we do another episode um yeah. for me I don't know if you remember yours but mine was physical touch at number one Mine, my number one was acts of service. If you do something for me, I that tells me you love me and that makes me want to throw my panties at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hugger. Touch me sensually. If I can feel energy through the fingertips, I'm right there. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. You yeah. know, touch me more, tell me more. And yeah. I stop, you can feel my heart racing, but only certain people, because you can tell, I feel like I can tell from a touch how sincere someone is and how sincere right. their intentions towards me are. So oh, yeah. for me, that goes a long way. But I'd love to see now, if we retook it, would we hit the same scores as before? I do have my score somewhere on my laptop from last time we did it so I'd like to definitely get those up and then to kind of like put them side by side because we've come a long way in our life both of us since then and we are probably stronger women for it as well I agree yeah I'm interested I I know I've changed so I'm, I want to see it definitely compare yeah Dawn, I love you. I think you're actually amazing. And I really, really do thank you for being here today with me to spill some tea on MS and sex. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Sick and Sickening Podcast Sexability Series. Please like and subscribe to never miss an episode and comment below to let me know what you'd like to hear next.